got your Bible this morning, we, uh, we're going to be reading from Joshua. And uh, for those of you, maybe if you're tuning into our service uh, from somewhere outside of, of Newcastle, where we're located, I want to say welcome. Thanks for tuning in. I know often we regularly get people tuning in from Melbourne or, or from uh, rural New South Wales. We've had some people tuning in. It's so good to have you with us. And um, we, we, just, we just love having people tune in and, and feel like they can be a part of this community, no matter where you actually live or find yourself right now. And we are in the middle of of our vision month, uh, which is incredible. And Pastor Keith, our senior minister, uh, last week, he kicked us off and, and outlined where we believe God is saying that as a church, we are moving uh, over the next nine months. And I want to continue that this week. I want to continue unpacking uh, the things that God has spoken uh, to the leadership of this church about what He would have us do uh, as a community over the next nine months. And so I'm going to encourage you right now that although you might be watching on a screen, uh, why don't you make a decision right now to, to be engaged this morning? Wherever possible, I know that uh, my wife is at home wrangling three children, um, and so, so they, they make it a little difficult to engage, uh, but for those of you who can, why don't you lean in this morning? I believe God wants to speak to you. I believe God wants to, to spark something in you about what He is doing in His church uh, and in His kingdom. So here we go. John, uh, Joshua, not John, Joshua, chapter 4, verse 24. It's the overarching scripture that we have kind of put on this vision for the next nine months. It says this. It says that all the people of the world might know the power of the Lord. And I mean, you could, you could change that word power to so many things. That all the people, all the nations, everybody might know the grace of the Lord. That they all might know the reality of the Lord. That they, that they might know the, the provision, the blessing, the, the, the transforming power of the Lord. The, this vision articulates very clearly that we are not just about ourselves. The kingdom of God is not just about those who are already in it. The kingdom of God is first about His King, Jesus. We are first about Jesus. Then he is about his people so that his people can be about all nations. So, that, so there is this flow on right, where, we, where we elevate and we acknowledge and we celebrate and we worship our king because we are in his kingdom. And in, in, in response, we walk in a blessing, a provision, a protection, a grace. But there's a purpose attached to that. There's a purpose for being in his kingdom. And that might be that his kingdom is, is released through us to all peoples, all nations of the world. Yeah. You know, I want to I tell you a story this morning, if you would permit me. And um, for those of you who, who uh, have listened to some of my stories, you would know that I have an experience with boats. It's just <laughs> something just happens when I get on a boat. And um, you know, I, I was thinking about where this, this relationship that I had uh, with boats first began and um, you know I, I actually when I was younger I did Sea Scouts and uh, first Port Macquarie Sea Scouts represent I don't know what that is it's definitely not the scout sign that's the scout sign get there left-handed shake Baden-Powell right on um, and and so we in Sea Scouts we, we would attempt uh, the, many did sailing I attempted sailing um, but we spent a lot of time in canoes 
And I remember we would have these regattas. I notice I've got my terminology worked out this morning. And, and we would have these, these regattas where we would have races in like all kinds of canoes and all kinds of sailing boats. And, and I remember my first regatta. And I rocked up and, and uh, I allowed uh, some of the older scouts who I looked up to, um, to, to kind of dupe me into where the correct position to sit in a three-person canoe when you're the only person in the canoe is, right? Now, I don't know if anyone's had this experience, uh, but the best place to sit is at the back uh, so that you lift the canoe out of the water and so you can maneuver it really easily, right? No one told me that. So, so they all said, oh, you should sit in the front. The front is the best place to sit, right? In case you're wondering or you ever have this opportunity, the front is the worst place to sit. Do not sit in the front of the canoe. Um, it should have kind of twigged on me where we're in the start line and every other person is sitting in the back of the canoe and I was sitting in the front of the canoe. Something should have, have, have triggered, but I just thought they were trying to help me. Right, I was quite little uh, for my age, and I just thought, oh, they're just they're just being kind, and they have absolutely um, no belief that I'm going to beat them, so they're giving me an advantage. That is literally, I was naive, obviously. Um, and needless to say, I absolutely got annihilated in that race. Um, uh, I, I, I demonstrated great perseverance. I didn't give up. I did eventually get across the finish line. Um, but that, that, was, that was one of the, my, many, my many early experiences with, with boating. Uh, I did learn a lot of good things in scouts, though. One of the things that I did learn was in regards to navigating, and, and I count myself as quite a good navigator on land. Um, and uh, you know, I can read a map quite well, I can use a compass quite effectively. And, and the thing with navigating is that you will always know your destination, but you often will take uh, ongoing compass reference points along the way. Okay, so you will set yourself a bearing to something you can see because so often you can't see your destination. So you don't set your, your bearing off of the destination. Uh, uh, you will set it so to a tree that you can see. You'll walk to that tree and then you will take a bearing again uh, and you will line it up with, with uh, another thing that you can see in the distance and you will walk to that and then you will set your bearing again. Now you know your bearing will get you to your destination. As long as you continue to check at all of these waypoints that you are still walking on the right bearing. And you see, the reality about Vision Month is that we are not setting a new destination. We are not setting a new end point. Right? We are still, our vision is still to be a life-giving church empowered by the Spirit to influence this city and beyond for the kingdom of God. We are not changing our destination. The reason we meet every year around vision is to take a bearing check, to take a waypoint check to ensure we are still heading towards that destination. So we give God an opportunity to adjust us if we need to in one of those areas. So one year he might say, listen, if you're going to be a life-giving church, you need to pursue the spirit for a little while or he might say to be to be influencing in the city you need to shift how you're doing things for a little while so so every year we make a commitment that we are going to come again and we are going to uh, pinpoint that in uh, most years June right we're going to we're setting our bearing to next June and we are going to walk to next June and then when we get to next June we're going to make sure that our bearing is set and we're going to we're going to articulate what it is that God is saying to us so I want to I make it really clear that, that when we gather around vision, we have an expectation set on what it's all about. Right. We're not setting a new destination. We've been aiming at the same destination and continually achieving steps towards that for, the, for over a decade. Yeah. 
And this, this month is about making the, the necessary adjustments so that we can continue on the right bearing. And what I, I want to take a moment right now to, to show a video. Um, and this video uh, both is, is a representation of the impact that we have as a church community when we continue to adjust our bearing effectively. But also it is an inspiration because it's, it's, it's a young couple who have captured the heartbeat of our church and who have decided that they are going to make uh, their life about sowing into where this church is moving because they see that this church is more than just about itself. This church is about the expression of the kingdom of God in our city. It's about seeing His kingdom expressed, increased, and, and, and moved out of just the four walls. And so I want you to be both encouraged and inspired as you watch this video. Yeah, so I'm Sebastian and I've been coming to Victory for almost five years. And I'm Emily and I've been at Victory my whole life, so that would be 24 years. Pretty much most of my family have been going to Victory, so my grandparents went there and my uncle and auntie also went there for a long time. We would um, always go every week. We made it a priority to go each week. Yeah, my family served and I served from a young age, so it, would, it was definitely a big, or oh, it still is a big part of my life. Uh, a bit of a complicated family history. Um, most people who know me do know that, but it's, it's not something I tell everybody. But when I was quite young, so when I was around four years old, um, I was taken out of the care of my mother by the children's court. And so me and my brother were actually taken out of her care and given to the care of my auntie, Auntie Tony, who's a legend. Connected with each other really well and we kind of developed our relationship and we became pretty close, my auntie and I. Um, but towards my later years, I had some other stuff happen in my life. I was kind of a little bit lost in my life. I wasn't really sure what I was doing. Um, and I remember one time, um, I have a friend named Dan Morrow who I went to school with. So I sort of connected again with Dan a little bit. And he invited me along to this uh, young adults event called Live at the Cathedral. Um, and I was a little bit, oh, I don't know if I really want to go. Um, and then I remember seeing on Facebook that Emily was going and I hadn't met Emily at the time. I just kind of thought, this chick looks pretty cool. And so I contacted Dan and I was like, yeah, I'll come along. I'll come along to Live at the Cathedral. Uh, and so he took me along. Uh, he was like, oh, we're gonna head, but I've got to pick up my friend first. And I was like, sure, no worries. Um, let's go get him. And then it turned out he was picking up Emily. <laughs> and uh, so that's how we met in Dan Morrow's car. And uh, yeah, and then we went from there. God brought me to victory for a reason. And I remember one night at the gathering, um, we were all just praying, people were prophesying. And I had somebody prophesy uh, something of my life and it just hit me right right in the heart and I remember just crying my eyes out and I was like there's no way this could be anything other than God um, and so that really confirmed for me I guess that victory was the place God wanted me to be and where I could where I could you know be a part of his family and call home and so I guess that was that was the moment for me. Growing up in the church I've always felt like victory was home and that, and that it was a big part of my life but I think I really started getting a sense of home and a stronger sense of connection when I began to serve and I had some leaders and other people 
um, invest into me and to speak into my life. Well, I've always loved kids and it sort of felt like a natural sort of step for me going from a child, uh, stepping into high school. And so I first started serving when I was in year seven and I've been serving since then. It's formed a really great part of my life and it's given me lots of um, great skills and lots of life skills. So. Um, yeah, and it's also given me the opportunity to serve the kids and to grow them in their faith as well, as well as my own faith. Investing into, into victory isn't just about money, but it's also about your time and your energy. And I choose to do that because I believe in the vision for the church. Um, so we really feel like uh, victory as a church um, has an excellent leadership that is really guided by God. And we really trust and honour our pastors and our leaders uh, and the vision God has given them and the guidance God gives them to actually help bring his kingdom into our city. So I guess for me, I think Victory is awesome because they want to bring people into a relationship with Jesus. They want people to know Jesus. They want to develop their faith, have them be, uh, grow stronger in their faith and their love for God. So, um, which I think is the most important aspect, I guess, of, of church. And so for me, seeing a church that is actually trying really hard to uh, pull that off, that's what I want to invest my money into. Um, and you know, like I mentioned before, before, we really love the leadership uh, at Victory and the people. So the people in the church, we really, um, we feel like they actually care about people. And it's not just we're going through the motions here and we're doing, you know, whatever. They're actually investing into their own lives, into the people in the church's lives, and then using that to spread God's kingdom throughout our city through the various missions, like Ush, for example, um, and CAP, and all those sort of areas. And we really feel like it's important uh, for us as Christians to be supporting a church and an organization um, that is willing to give financially, uh, and is willing to put the time and effort into spreading the gospel throughout our city. couple of legends who are a part of our church community and uh, doing an incredible job serving uh, on multiple teams uh, because at the end of the day uh, uh, they've met Jesus. Uh, they met Jesus and at the end of the day he, he stirs us to be about his kingdom. I think it's in John where it says no one comes to the Father unless he's first stirred. By, no, no one comes to Jesus unless he's first stirred by the Father. And um, I just want to reiterate that as a church, we're absolutely about the kingdom of God advancing, about people discovering that, that Jesus is real and that he died for their sins and that they can find salvation and, and, and transformation uh, by connecting with him and having relationship with him. But this year, our, our, our vision or, or, or our bearing check, if you will, really has two key elements. Uh, and if you hadn't had an opportunity to watch last week's message, I would really encourage you to do that uh, because Pastor Keith uh, really articulates two of the significant uh, aspects of this, this year, I say year, but it's, it's really kind of nine months, uh, vision. What God is doing in us and what God is ultimately wanting to do through us. And I find in Scripture that those two will often go hand in hand. God wants to do something in you 
so he can do something through you. He establishes his kingdom in you so that he can move his kingdom through you. Right? And, and, and so God wants to do a work within us so that he can continue the work of exp- pushing his kingdom through us as a church. And so much like the nation of Israel, God was doing something in them, but the end game was always about doing something through them. It was always about what they were going to be to the nations around them, not just who they were in the eyes of God. Right from the beginning of the covenant that God made with Abraham, we, we see this. Um, and, and, and the first thing that God says is he wants to form uh, Abraham's descendants into a nation. All the way back in Genesis, where God looks over, over creation, over all of humanity to there, and he says, I want to I make a people that are going to express my kingdom to everybody around them. And he says, Abraham, you, you look like you're up for the challenge. And, and, and so he selects... Abraham, and he creates a, 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 a nation from Abraham and gives them an identity as his people. Yes, for their benefit, but ultimately so that, so that all the nations of the earth would, would know God through them, that, that, that he would be revealed through them. And so they had this, this identity, and, and, and on that identity was protection and provision. As, as we know, any king over his kingdom takes a responsibility for the protection and the provision of, of, of the subjects or the people that are within his kingdom. And if you want to track that conversation, we find it in, in Genesis chapter five, 15. Genesis chapter 15. I'm going, to, I'm going to skip through a couple of verses, but this is what he says. says, Then the Lord took Abraham outside and said to him, You know, if you have ever lost perspective about what the kingdom of God is like, or what the kingdom of God is all about, sometimes we need to go outside. Sometimes we need to go outside of the four walls of our home and see the broken and the lost. Go, go, go walk up in Charlestown Mall. See the people that are, that, are, that are camping out because they don't have a home to go to. Go, go and walk some streets in the evening in, in our city and see if there is not a, a, a people needing the kingdom of God in their lives. Sometimes we need to get outside of our own lockdown perspective because inside of our tent where Abraham was, our life might be pretty sweet right now, but there is a whole lot of people whose lives aren't right now. There are a whole lot of people that need Jesus. They need to know that He's real, that He's for them, that He loves them, that He is about lifting them out of wherever they're at in their life and placing their feet on something that gives them hope and, and, and belief for a future. This is God took, Lord took Abraham outside and said to him, look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That is how many descendants you will have. And Abraham believed the Lord. And the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. And then moving into verse 18, it says, So the Lord made a covenant with Abraham that day and said, I have given this land to your descendants all the way from the border of Egypt to the great Euphrates River. You see, God has always been about establishing his people in a land. You see, because there's a part of the kingdom of God that is seen in the way that he, he, he provides and establishes his people. And so right from the beginning, there was, there was a people and there was a promised land. Later in Genesis, God, God extends that covenant, right? And he declares that actually he will bless the nation that he is forming and he will bless them incredibly. But it's not just for them. But it's through that nation that all nations on the earth will be blessed. You see, there is a mandate that comes with the blessing that we walk into. 
When we walk into His kingdom, there is something that then is mandated upon us that we release the blessing that we walk into. Whether it's the blessing of our, our forgiveness, we are to release that to other people. Whether it's the blessing of His grace, we are to release that to other people. Some of us walk into an incredible financial blessing in His kingdom. We are to release that to other people. Genesis 22, it says this, This is what the Lord says, Because you have obeyed me and have not withheld even your son, your only son, I swear by my own name that I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants beyond number, like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies, and through your descendants all the nations of the earth will be blessed. All because you have obeyed me. You know, Vision Sunday is about a message that encourages us and inspires us. But can I, can I just for one moment, just, just, I can't jump past that, just that tiny little last bit on the end there, that, that um, like the, the whole blessing aspect, it's, it's linked to obedience. We don't, we don't necessarily like, to, there's a huge culture right now that says we can't tell people what is and what isn't right. Can I tell you that the kingdom of God, it's not, it's not a democracy. The kingdom of God, is, it's a kingdom where we declare that, that Jesus is king. And therefore what he says is truth, whether our, our feelings align with that or not. We, 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 are, we are pledging essentially our allegiance. When we come to a relationship with him, we're saying we are going to live our life according to what you say. And, and the beauty is that there's grace when we don't, but our heart should be too. Our heart should be directed that we are going to live in in obedience to his word, to his promptings, to his Holy Spirit. It's actually, that's a part of being a part of his kingdom. And, and we don't necessarily like the, the message on obedience. We love the message on blessing, but the two are intricately linked when it comes to scripture. Because it's, it's, it, was, it was actually obedience that identified the people of God as the people of God. Generations after the promise that was given to Abraham, what, what do we see? Well, we see Joshua walk onto the scene. And Joshua takes this moment as the nation of Israel cross over into the promised land that the, the, in many ways a huge significant step on the fulfillment of the, 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 the prophetic covenant that God gave to Abraham generations previous. He, he, he walks over and he says, go and get 12 stones, make a monument. Why? So that we can tell people that God is real. He says, so that all the people of the world might know the power of the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Echoing what Abraham was promised. That's right. That by getting this land, there is a blessing that is going to be released. Not just for you, but so that all the people of the world might know that God is real. That his kingdom exists. And so for Israel to possess the land God had promised them, God had to do something within them. And last week we talked a lot about that. There had to be a shift from fear to faith. They had to go from being wanderers to warriors, from, from dependent on his provision. Remember, they've, they've walked 40 years being provided manna from heaven. And it says, actually, if you read the story, that the moment they stepped foot in the promised land, the manna stopped. Why? Because the land had blessing. The land had this provision and they were supposed to propagate the land. They were, they were to work this land of milk and honey where grapes were carried on the shoulders of, of two men. Why? Because the land had so much blessing that they were actually supposed to release it. 
They were going from a position of, of, of uh, below zero in what they required to now being so far over zero, they had this excess to, to give to the other nations. And so Pastor Keith outlined last week these two significant changes to us within as a church, which, which ultimately I, I firmly believe are, are shifting us into being the people of God that he, he wants to use to continue to fulfill the vision of the church. Pastor Keith spoke about the, 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 the handover of leadership and he spoke about the, the repositioning, the uniting of our campuses to come together as, as one people group to cross over. I just, I just want to add a small amount of detail to each of those. Um, something that Pastor Keith didn't allude to last week is that actually Pastor Keith and Janet, uh, they're, not, they're not going anywhere. Uh, uh, C3 Victory is still their home. Um, and, and all the way along this journey, we, we have been really deliberate in, in, in making sure that they know this is their home. And in actual fact, they're going to be moving into uh, an honorary role within our church. Uh, it's going to be called the Pastor Emeritus. It comes uh, with an ordination, a covering, uh, because we believe that they still have a calling to minister. Yeah. And so what we want to do is we want to cover them uh, with an acknowledgement and an affirmation of the calling that is on their lives, uh, but ultimately hand the leadership over so they're released to go out wherever God calls them to go and extend the kingdom of God. And and, and so I want to make sure that uh, I I just make that really clear. that they're, They're not going anywhere. This is home. Um, and and uh, God is positioning them uh, so that they can be a benefit both outside of our church, but also so that the wisdom and the experience that they have are a benefit to Rach and I uh, and moving this entire church forward. Uh, so we're really excited about that role uh, and excited about what God is going to do through them in that role um, out in the wider co- community and kingdom of God. Second thing, uh, I just want to speak into uh, the uniting of campuses because I firmly believe that one of the reasons behind this is that God has a new identity on, on the whole people that is victory. You know, if we track through one of the things that God did as soon as they crossed over was he reestablished the covenant and, and, and the identity of the people of God. I believe we're moving into a season where God's going to do that and he wants us to do that together. I also, I want to confirm that for, for pastors Darren and Beck, uh, we uh, continue to see an incredible anointing on them to minister as well. And yes, although they have some new staff roles, Pastor Beck already with her Ush role, um, we just want to affirm that they remain as pastors on staff. On, when we gather together on Sundays, they'll be ministering as pastors of victory. Um, and what we really see is the relationship that they have uh, and how they're, they're incredible at connecting with people is actually just going to be increased in its effectiveness within our community. Um, and wanted to, I wanted to just make sure that uh, people were aware that they're going to continue to be pastors and minister in our community. But this week, this week, I want to concentrate on what God is doing through us. Yeah. If last week was about what God is doing in us to prepare us, then, then, then I want to go and talk about what God is doing through us. You see, God has called us to be a blessing to the nations. And, and in our vision booklet, you'll notice actually we've dedicated two entire sections to what God is doing through us. You know, we, we, we have a far greater proportion of our vision to be what God is doing through us than what God is doing in us. And the first thing I want to talk about is how, how being together for more is going to help us to advance the kingdom. Yeah. 
There's a couple of key areas in this. Number one, I want to talk about our online broadcast. Something that we didn't necessarily see, in, see coming at the beginning of this year, but something that we see God has, has brought incredible good out of what has been a difficult season. We've recognized that the, the reach that we are able to have for the kingdom of God is so significant that we are not going to back down on the ground that we have taken. In fact, we are going to push forward and make sure that, that we lift the level of broadcast so that we can continue. Even when we are meeting together properly, we're going to maintain an online presence every week. We're going to broadcast out to, to regional areas, to other states, and, and ultimately we're going to broadcast around the world so that God can use the message and the ministry of this church to touch lives all around uh, the world so that all the nations can be blessed. I also firmly believe that in today's day and age, the online space is a place where people first check out church. They first check out this thing called the community of God. And, and in the past... Churches would create these incredible stained glass windows. They would create these incredible cathedrals at the center point of where community occurred. Drawing people to, to that place uh, so, that, so that people could, could check out what was happening. What is this thing called church? Well, you know that the place in which people gather most these days is actually online. And if we do not build it for ourselves a, a structure, a presence in that place, then we miss being in the middle of the community where people are gathering. And so we're going to be a, a, a city on a hill. We're going to be a light in that place. And we're going to continue to shine brightly um, and, and create, I guess, an incredible stained glass window that people are going to see in the online space, drawing them to check out, what is this thing? What is this thing? But more than that, practically, we're going to continue uh, to commit to advancing the kingdom of God locally. Uh, we're going to continue to be supporting uh, a whole series of outreaches uh, all around our city. Uh, we're going to continue to support the, the prayer gatherings with our local mayor, uh, both in Lake Macquarie and in Newcastle, believing that prayer moves things in our city. We are going to continue uh, to to have outreaches such as playgroup occurring when we can from a COVID safe perspective. But also we continue to look for other opportunities. Uh, during the, the, the height of the COVID pandemic, we were able to partner with an organization within the city uh, to bless all of the, uh, the frontline workers in hospitals. We put a bit of a care package together. We were able to partner with a business that was doing those things. And we were actually able, I think we did 500 uh, of these care packages to frontline workers, uh, which we were able to do because of the commitment this community has to the vision of our church financially. Uh, we continue to uh, commit to things regionally. Um, and one of the incredible things that we are launching into this year is an initiative called Hello Hunter. Uh, it was launched the other week by the mayor. Uh, and it's an initiative that unites all of the churches uh, within our region, um, maximizing what each church is able to bring as the body of Christ. So where some might be able to bring one thing uh, as the hand, another might be able to bring something as the foot. Hello Hunter looks to unite all churches as the body of Christ, leveraging something as simple as, uh, I'm happy to have a phone call with someone who just wants to have a chat and empowering the, the volunteers of our church who, who want to put their hand up and say, you know what, I want to I help just connect with someone who's lonely. Yeah. You know, before the pandemic of COVID, there's a pandemic of loneliness. 
and, and Hello Hunter is, is looking to, to take ground in that area and extend the kingdom of God into that space. Um, and so I, I know that it's not just a church thing, but also uh, p- partnering with YWAM at the call center is in your building, correct? Uh, I, was, I was there the other day as the mayor snipped the ribbon, opened the call center. Um, and, and, and so Hello Hunter is going to be going live really soon. Um, I would encourage you to check it out. You can check it out online or, or through our website. Have a look. I really believe in the impact that it's going to have in our city. And we continue to extend the kingdom of God internationally. Uh, we continue to partner with churches in Southeast Asia, in particular uh, with Pastor Joshua um, and his ongoing development of leaders within churches. So, so not just a single church, but a, the impact in multiple churches. Um, and also we continue to have a, a great mentoring partnership with Pastor Turbo in C3 Bangkok um, and continue to see that church grow and do incredible things uh, for the kingdom of God there. So... Um, I'm just going to throw something out there, but, you know, when international travel lifts and, and, you know, our church was always a mission church. And we've always sent mission teams. I remember youth ministry going on a mission team. I would love to know people that are interested in going on a mission trip to, to, to C3 Bangkok and, and helping that church uh, grow and develop and, and serve the community. I'm just throwing that out there. That wasn't in my notes. I just, I just feel to go there. Come on. Thank you. Second thing I want to talk about is, is being together for more to serve our community. Uh, and a huge part of that is obviously our Victory Center. And, and it is the work of our Victory Center that has enabled uh, us to have a, a PBI status uh, for that entity. Um, and, and all of the tax-deductible giving is going to go into the Victory Center. Uh, it's going to help it continue to grow and be established um, and, and look to serve our community in, in key areas. Um, in addition to serving our community, obviously we still run our Ush services. Uh, and, and you know, our Ush is one of the greatest impacts that we have. Every week we impact the lives of 500 families, awesome. which is an unreal impact to have within our community. And, and you know, over the next nine months we're working with uh, Pastor Beck, who is the new director of Ush, at lifting the level of excellence in those centres. And also we are looking at how we can link those centers to the church in an intentional way, uh, but in an appropriate way at the same time, because uh, we believe that we can get hope, the hope of Jesus in the lives uh, of those families. Um, but the Victory Center is, is growing, um, and even though COVID has caused there to be a pause, uh, we have begun to see uh, the, 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 the shoots coming up out of the ground of support groups uh, in terms of uh, supporting people struggling with depression. Uh, we've also seen um, an increase in our ability to deliver care packages and pray for people in this season, which has been great. We continue to partner with CAP, uh, which has a huge impact in lifting people out of poverty. Um, and actually, uh, we have a transition of leadership in CAP. Uh, Margie Paget, who has been doing the director role for CAP over many years, has transitioned that role uh, this month, actually, uh, to Darren. I don't know if we announced that. Did we announce that last week? I don't know. Yeah, we did. There you go. Uh, and, and so that has been an incredible, incredible transition. Uh, we're excited to see where that moves. But we continue to partner with organizations that help and, and support women and children that are transitioning out of domestic violence situations. Now, I'm telling you, there are, there are real concerns in, in our city. 
homelessness, domestic violence, uh, all, all sorts of concerns that as the kingdom of God, I believe we have a mandate to move into. And, and the Victory Center provides for us a vehicle to do that. It provides for us uh, an opportunity to move in with the love and the grace and the hope that is the kingdom of God. And so I believe that we're going to see the impact of our Victory Center continue to go from strength to strength. Ultimately, I believe that as we move into the future, God is going to continue to refine our identity. And in doing so, He's going to enable us to have an even greater impact on our community and beyond for His kingdom. As the people of God, it is our ultimate purpose. Christianity is not so much about us living the best life that we can. It is so much more about establishing His kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. It is His kingdom that gives us a cause, a purpose, and ultimately a reason. We give our lives to see its establishment, its influence, and its extension. And now, right now, we have the opportunity to commit finance over the next nine months to see everything that we have talked about. And if you want to know any more information, there is a huge amount of information on our website about all the things that I've talked about this morning. But we have an opportunity right now to see practically these things come to happen and release His kingdom within the earth. I'm going to, I'm going to invite up Pastor Keith right now who is going to leave us, lead, leave us, lead us, you're not leaving us, lead us in an opportunity around giving. Uh, and although it, it looks different, we believe in for, for something similar we to are. what we normally have. Why don't you we take are. it away? Go awesome. for it. I'm going to put this on top. Wasn't that a great message from Pastor Nate? I just love the way you tied together that, uh, that original kind of covenant calling for kingdom people with uh, then the outworking of that with Joshua and his people. And I love that bit too, you know, um, it's not about us living our best life now. We, we, we've got so much more in the future to live. It's about helping people find Jesus and, and being part of that kingdom. Love what you said. But I love the, the fact you just love boats and boating. So I think prophetically, prophetically, we've got a new nickname for Pastor Nate. It's going to be Pastor Popeye. You like that? Yeah, oh yeah, he's strong. We love it though. Um, yeah, love that. And the, uh, the thing that's happening there, you know, the mandate, love that phrase, the mandate comes with a blessing. And it's to release the blessing. It's not just to be blessed, it's to release the blessing. You know, I want to uh, congratulate you, church, and thank you for last year's giving to the vision, because I don't know if you know this, but you gave above and beyond what you pledged, which is incredible. Come on, give yourselves a hand. That's incredible. And we love that. And, uh, and we are together for more giving believing for more and we've got nine months now until the next vision rolls out and the staff and the executive board believe together that in your giving you've been so faithful and for everything that pastor Knight just kind of laid out before you and things here that you can check out again that we're doing and I love the fact too that we're flexible on this you know if something else happens we can adjust and we can give to that we just we hey I don't know if you know this but even last week our center received another grant from the government I think it was we've all in this pandemic we've received I think about three grants is about right which is incredible so you know it's moving ahead and uh, and and things are happening through there we didn't just wait for people to come to us we gathered together and said no we've got to go to them and uh, and we're called to do that so just glad to say for the first time in our history our giving 
uh, is now tax deductible towards this vision of our center downstairs. So when you give, it gives not just to bless others, but it gives a maximum amount without that. And you can read about that. So our target this year, well, nine months, $250,000. And we believe you can do it, church. And we believe you will do it. And it's, it's going to be incredible. So I, I want you to, if you can, think about ways to give right now. We just put out on the seats, you've got your giving cards, you might want to take that. You've got your pamphlet, but we also gave you these magnets. I think the, the place that most of us go more than anything else in the home is the fridge. And so we stick this on the fridge and every time we go to eat, get a snack, get a drink or whatever, we just remember God has called us together for more and, uh, and put that on your fridge. And you've got an envelope to send your card in. But there's several ways you can do this. In your pamphlet, you'll notice the QR code. See, that's a new thing, isn't it? Everywhere you go today, you've got to log in with it. That little, that little square, the QR code. If you put your phone over that, it'll take you straight to the uh, ability to see about the vision and to give to the vision, and that's there. Or you can just take your card and fill it out and post it in. Or you can go on the website. Lots of information, how to. And... Uh, and our great business manager is set up for push pay for everyone to be able to do that uh, electronically. And, and we need to say to you, church, you have been so good at giving during this season. So much so in connecting with people who own businesses, manage businesses, or run businesses. Many of them have said to me, hey, Pastor Keith, we, we've got more work than we, we can handle right now. Other people are struggling, but we've got the blessing of God on us and we're, we're forging ahead. And we believe that's because you've been faithful in being a blessing. And, and we love the way God does that. So uh, the deal is this, um, at home, here, we're going to bring our pledge to the front in a minute and pray over each other, but at home, can I encourage you right now, just take the card, take a pen, and, and just pause. Ask the Holy Spirit, what do you want to stretch me with in giving this year to the vision? And ask Him to do that. And I want to encourage you, if you don't send it in, but you do it electronically, take this card because we can't be together, all of us, and, and we'd love to pray over you, and we're going to do that. Uh, through uh, the online service right now, but we bring these to the front and we can't do that together. So I'm going to ask you to do this at home. Take your card and put it somewhere prominent. Fill it out and put it somewhere where it constantly reminds you you're going to step out in faith and you're going to be faithful. You might put it on your door. You might put it on your fridge. You might put it on your entertainment cabinet. Somewhere where you see it almost daily and you go, I'm reminded of the blessing of God to be a blessing. And, and put it and fill it out. So why don't you just ask the Holy Spirit right now what He wants you to give and just fill that detail out. If you need another card, we can send you one. Uh, if you want to put it on your fridge or wherever, I think it's always good to have it in front of you because as things happen throughout the year, it's easy to forget it unless it's in front of us. So put it in front of you. And I'm going to pray prophetically for every one of us now as we do this, we get ready to give. Once you've filled out your card, why don't you stand up? You guys here in the auditorium, we're going to bring it to the front. And at home, like I said, take it in your hand and hold it. But when we're finished praying, put it somewhere prominent. If, uh, if you're not sending it in, buy the envelope. Put it somewhere prominent. Um, now, we have to watch our space here. And I, I want 
so I'm going to ask you to bring it and then go back to your seat. And then I'm going to pray prophetically over you, and I'm going to pray prophetically over the people watching by television, wherever you are, that the blessing of God will be on you to be a blessing. So if you're ready, maybe just start bringing it up, and uh, then we'll keep standing and we'll pray. This is a sacred moment. I want to share a scripture with you when I pray prophetically. It's out of Joshua chapter 3. This is right before they go into the promised land. They weren't allowed to go into the promised land and take it. Well, they'd cross the river, but they weren't allowed to start taking the land until they did this. That we're going to read about in Joshua chapter 3, verse 3. It'll be on the screen for you. I think the guys have it ready. Then Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves. Another version talks about dedicate yourselves. In our giving, this is what we're doing. We are dedicating ourselves to what God is wanting to do both today and tomorrow. For tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Yeah. Let me pray for you now as you've, uh, as you've made your pledge for this next nine months. I want to thank you, God, that you're the God of vision. You're the God of abundance. You're the God of blessing. But you're the God we also, as we heard in the message, you're the God that we obey. We follow your word. And we know, God, that your word is so true and so right and so powerful. And your word tells us that if we give, it will be given unto us with a good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. So, Father, I, I just declare over everyone who's given, giving and pledging right now incredible sense of provision as you have provided, you will continue to provide. And I pray, God, not just for provision, I pray for increase. In this time where people are living in fear, God, we want to thank you by faith we can live in increase. And we pray that over businesses, over marriages, over homes, over students, over everyone now who's stepping out in faith and making a pledge. And God, we thank you for your blessing. You have blessed us abundantly. We thank you for that blessing. We thank you for the blessing of this building that is impacting our city already. We thank you for the blessing of our Ush centers that are in, that's impacting hundreds of families weekly. We thank you, God, for our ministries that's impacting people. For this broadcast, God, even last week on the broadcast, someone gave their life to you. And we thank you, God, this will continue to be a blessing as, Lord, you have blessed us. And we declare as your people, God, we are not just receiving a blessing. We take this mandate and dedicate ourselves to be a blessing. And we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Hey, just while your heads are bowed, eyes are closed, just one last thing. God gave heaven's best for you and me. His one and only son. The Bible tells us he went to a cross where he paid for our sins so we could come home to God. So we could come home to the Father. And Jesus said, I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. He died on a cross. He was buried. And he was raised again on the third day to give victory over sin, over death, over hell and the grave. And if you'll receive him, the Bible says, if you will confess him as Lord, if you'll believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Why not you? Why not today? You've been watching this and you've been captivated by the positive vision that's been given. But listen, God has a vision for your life too. And he gave his son for that vision to be complete. Why not receive him now? 
by saying, Jesus, come into my life and save me. Forgive me for sinning against you. I receive your love, your grace. I acknowledge you as my Lord and Savior. Receive me into your family now in Jesus' name. Hey, if you've done that, there'll be a little icon with a hand on it on the screen. You can click that. There'll be hosts ready to dialogue with you and congratulate you for the great life you've just begun and to tell you that God has a plan for your life.